0: This is BT Techno, a regular podcast series for financial advisors wanting to remain at the forefront of strategy, regulatory and industry news. Hello and welcome to this week's BT Techno podcast. My name is Brian Ashenden and I have the pleasure of leading the BT Technical Services team, a team of qualified individuals who are available to answer any technical advice queries you have in relation to your client's needs. Now, as we approach the end of the financial year, we thought this week it'd be an opportune time to look at some of the end of financial year considerations and strategies. And to do this, I'm going to hand the mic this week over to Matt Manning, one of our technical consultants.
1: Matt, over to you. Hi, my name's Matt Manning, a technical consultant at BT. In the lead up to 30 June, today's podcast will cover six end of financial year strategies, with a particular focus on the most relevant to the 21-22 financial year. Tip number one, timing of contributions. The usual 30 June cutoff applies for all contributions. To be considered a contribution during 21-22, the Superfund must receive the contribution on or before the 30th of June 2022. Even if the funds are transferred from the client's bank account before 30 June, the contribution is considered to be made during 22-23 rather than 21-22, if the Superfund receives a contribution on or after 1 July 2022. It's also prudent to keep in mind the end of financial year cut off dates, which vary between product providers and can be several days before 30 June. Personal contributions claimed as a tax deduction, clients must submit a notice of intent with their fund and have this notice acknowledged by their fund. This must occur prior to the earlier of lodging their income tax return for 21 22 and 30 June 2023. Tip number two, concessional contributions. The standard concessional cap for 21-22 is $27,500, which is an increase of $2,500 from the previous financial year. Some clients may benefit from utilizing carry-forward concessional contributions. So long as they generate enough taxable income to offset the deduction and have a total superannuation balance of less than $500,000 as at 30 June 2021, the 21-22 contribution cap for concessional contributions is $102,500 minus all concessional contributions within the concessional caps received since 1 July 2018. The $102,500 is three times the $25,000 concessional cap for 18-19, 19 1920, and twenty twenty-one, plus the $27,500 concessional cap for the current 21-22 financial year. Tip number three, contribution splitting. If the client wishes to split the 2020-21 concessional contributions with their spouse, 30 June 22 is the last day this can occur. To be eligible, the receiving spouse must either be below their preservation age, or if they've attained their preservation age, they must be under age 65 and not satisfy the retirement condition of release. Potential benefits of contribution splitting include equalising the balances for overall fairness and keeping the higher superannuated member of the couple below various thresholds, such as a transfer balance cap and the 500000 total super balance threshold to utilise carry-forward concessional contributions sometime in the future. Contribution splitting can also be an effective method of funding the premiums of an insurance policy held inside super of a non-working or low-income earning spouse. Tip number four, non-concessional contributions. For the 21-22 financial year, the standard non-concessional cap is $110,000 or the client is under age 67 as at 1 July 2021, up to $330,000 using the Bring Forward provision. I think the most important thing to note is that whilst the work test requirement has been removed from 1 July 2022 onwards for all contributions except personal contributions claimed as a tax deduction, for the remainder of 21-22, to receive a non-concessional contribution, a client aged 67 to 74 must satisfy the 40 hours in any consecutive 30-day period work test requirement, or satisfy the criteria to use the work test exemption. The other main criterion we need to consider when recommending non-concessional contributions during 21/22, other than determining whether they've triggered the bring forward in either of the previous two financial years. Is the total super balance as at thirty June two thousand and twenty one? This must have been less than one point four eight million for the full three year bring forward of three thirty three hundred thirty thousand to apply, or between one point four eight and less than one point five nine million for the two year bring forward of two hundred twenty thousand dollars, and if between one point five nine and less than one point seven million, the standard non concessional cap of one hundred and ten thousand applies. It can get a bit difficult working out the amount a client has remaining under their non-concessional cap when we must overlay previous contributions and previous total super balance, so especially for the more complicated cases, I would encourage you to use the non-concessional calculator the team has produced. For clients with the means and inclination to maximise their non-concessional contributions, this will assist ensure you're making full use of, but not exceeding, their non-concessional cap. If you'd like a copy of the 2021 22 version of the calculator and be able to subscribe to the future versions, please email technical at btfinancialgroup.com with the subject line of non concessional contribution calculator. Please send and subscribe. Another potential benefit of non concessional contributions is subject to the eligibility criteria low-income earners may benefit from making a personal contribution to receive the government co-contribution and or making spouse non-concessional contributions in favour of their low-income earning spouse to receive the spouse contribution tax offset. Tip number five, account-based pension minimums. For 21-22 financial year, the account-based pension minimum percentages are half the standard percentages. This will also continue for the 22-23 financial year, which will then make the fourth financial year in a row that these uh, pension minimums have been temporarily halved. No one will be worse off, and obviously any client with an account-based pension who wants to draw as little as possible from the pension could benefit from this continued extension, but I think there's probably two main advice opportunities. The first is clients who have fully utilized their transfer balance cap and also have funds in the accumulation phase of super. To illustrate, let's say we have a 77-year-old client in this situation. I'd suggest that the client takes the absolute minimum from their account-based pension. Given their age, this would be 3% reduced minimum rather than the 6% standard minimum. Reason being is that if 3% reduced minimum does not meet their cash flow requirements, they can simply withdraw any additional funds they need from the accumulation phase as a lump sum. By doing so, they're drawing on funds which are subject to the 15% tax on earnings environment and retaining more funds within the 0% tax on earnings environment. Uh, The second main advice opportunity involves couples and improving the transfer balance cap position of the surviving spouse upon the death of their life partner. To illustrate... If these clients had, uh, let's say we had a couple both aged 60 to 65 who have recently commenced an account-based pension with a purchase price of, let's say, a million dollars to make it round number. Even if these clients had cash flow requirements of $40,000 each, which is the amount of the standard minimum, the clients could receive 20000 in pension payments and 20000 as a lump sum commutation by they have to, prior to the payment being made, do this, but by electing for the amount to be a lump sum withdrawal rather than a pension payment. This won't be any of, of any immediate benefit to the clients because they're over 60, it's tax-free anyway, but it may be of benefit in the future. The reason being is that for transfer balance cap purposes, pension payments from an account-based pension are not a transfer balance cap debit event, whereas lump sum withdrawals are a debit event. So upon the first spouse passing away, the surviving spouse will be able to retain in pension phase $20,000 more than what would otherwise be the case if they drew the full $40,000 as pension payments. Tip number six. There are the usual end-of-financial-year strategies, such as prepaying deductible expenses before 30 June, etc. Uh, but something that's particularly relevant for the 21-22 financial year is to make sure that the client's accountant uh, is claiming the working from home deduction where the client's eligible. To claim this deduction, a taxpayer would usually have to calculate and proportion expenses, uh, which is reliant on the client maintaining detailed records and, frankly, a bit of a um, administrative nuisance. So the good thing about this financial year is that the client has the option of claiming a flat $0.80 cent deduction for every hour they've worked from home during 21-22, which was also the case for last financial year and the final quarter of the 1920 financial year. This flat 80 cent an hour deduction is also known as the shortcut method. As an example, if the client worked entirely from home during the 21 22 financial year and worked a 37.5 hour week for 48 weeks of this financial year, this would equate to a $1,440 deduction. Which for a 34.5% effective marginal rate payer is effectively worth close to $500. A smallish benefit, but it might well, might as well be in the client's hands. Thank you.
0: Well, thanks, Matt. Certainly a lot of opportunities and issues to think about in the lead up to 30 June 2022. Now, remember, if you do have any technical advice queries, you can contact our technical services team on one eight hundred six five five nine zero one, 655 901 or by email to technical at btfinancialgroup.com. And you can also join us for our fortnightly BT Academy webinar series where we talk to all things legislative and regulatory. You can join us for our next session, on Wednesday, the 22nd of June at midday Australian Eastern time, when I'll be talking about keeping up with the Stephen Joneses. Now it's not unusual with a change in government that we see a change in focus and priorities, but when it comes to the outcome of the 2022 federal budget, will we see anything substantially new or is it just business as usual? So in this session, as we wind up the financial year, we'll look at the current policy settings, what changes are coming in from the 1st of July, and what other potential changes are on the horizon as part of our quarterly tech and reg updates. To register for that session, go to www.bt.com.au forward slash professional and follow the links to the BT Academy webinar series. And whilst there, you can also view any of our previous webinars on demand and all sessions do qualify for CPD points. That's it for this week. Until next time, bye for now. BT Tech knows and now you know. Join us next time to keep ahead of the curve for strategy, regulatory and industry news. This podcast is being developed for financial advisor use only and provides general information only. It does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations or needs.